This week on Yutes Teves is the yard site of Rabbi Victor Zipperstein, who was known as a Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva University for many years. Rabbi Victor was born in Pinsk in 1906, and he went to the various yeshivas of Europe. He learned in Slabotka. From Slabotka, he wound up in the Mir, who's one of the founding students of the Yeshiva of Hebron. He was married to the granddaughter of one of the leaders of Mizrahi, of religious Zionism, Rav Reines. The Rav of Lida was his father-in-law, and eventually Rav Zipperstein himself took over that position. When the European destruction was taking place, he escaped together with many other students of the various yeshivas, specifically from Mir, and wound up for a while in Shanghai. I was told by some of the people that learned in Shanghai that the Hasmada in that yeshiva was almost incomparable to anything that they've ever seen before. Partly because of the responsibility for continuing the world of Torah, and partly because simply there was no outside influence on them, they learned with tremendous Hasmada. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz at that time was in Shanghai, and learned Bechavrusa with Rav Zipperstein. The only time I actually met Rav Chaim Shmulevitz personally was at the house of Rav Zipperstein in Yerushalayim when Rav Chaim Shmulevitz came to visit him. After he came to America, Rav Zipperstein became a Rosh Hashiva in Yeshiva University. He actually started the first kolel of Yeshiva University, but approximately in 1956, he went to become the chief rabbi in Buenos Aires, in Argentina. And he changed a lot, improved a lot, the situation of the Orthodox Jewry of Buenos Aires in Argentina. But eventually, he came back to Yeshiva University and came back to being a Ram, a Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva University. He was very well loved by his students, and one of the indications of that love was seen last year when his son-in-law, Rav Noam Gordon, and Naomi, the daughter of Rav Zipperstein, decided to have an evening in their home dedicated to the memory of Rav Zipperstein. Now, this is a man who had passed away in 1976 on Yutes Teves. He passed away. Thirty years later, how many students would bother coming to an evening and talk about their Rebbe, Rebbe Vigdor Zipperstein? I went there and was surprised by the amount of students that were there and by the stories that each one told to show his personal relationship with Rebbe Vigdor and in a way expressed his love and appreciation for the Tamit Chacham that he was. Not only for the Tamit Chacham that he was, but for the person he was. 
at the Hespid of Reb Zipperstein, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz said that he knew of no one who had greater Avas Eretz Yisrael than Reb Zipperstein. This was shown in one time to me. Well, firstly, he went on Aliyah. He waited for years, but he did come on Aliyah. And for, during his lifetime, he was a member of Mizrahi and a member of the Presidium of Mizrahi, in fact. But personally, I'll always remember the time that when I was doing my first army service, on my first time home from the base, I took a bus from Bet El and I got off on Rukhov King George. For the first time, I came to a city wearing Madim, wearing an army uniform, carrying a gun. And to me, it was a very special occasion. I'm walking around in an army uniform. The first person that I met when I walked off the bus, when I got off the bus, was Rabbi Vigdor. And this man, who was a venerable Rosh Hashiva, with a long coat, big hat, as was the custom of the Rosh Yeshiva, of the Rabbanim, stopped at attention on the street and saluted me. And you could see the happiness that he felt to see a chayal, a soldier. And he turned to me and said, Binyamin, you just asked the kash on the Gemara. The Gemara says, Isafra lo saifa, Isafra lo saifra. The Gemara says there's only a choice. Either you're a man of the book or you're a man of the sword. But they do not coexist. You cannot have a person who's both a soldier and a man of the book. And he turned to me and said, Binyamin, you're a Tamit Chacham. How can it be that you're a soldier as well? I answered that Kasha quite easily. It was very polite and very respectful of Rav Tzipristin to ask that question. And it was appropriate for his personality. But I answered that in the army, they don't think I'm much of a cipher. They don't think that I'm much of a soldier. But in the yeshiva world, in the godless of Rav Tzipristin, he knew that I wasn't such a Tamit Chacham. So therefore, the kasha really didn't exist. But Rav Tzipristin wanted to show the concept of a person who learns Torah is con- connected to the world of Torah, being a soldier, is something that's unique in the 20th century. Other students at that time mentioned many, many stories and many of the particular qualities of Rav Tzipristin. Among them was that he understood his students. Although his background was much different, he came from a world of, in Europe, from a world where he was steeped in, that, in the world of the Saba of Slabotka, in the Mashgiach of Mir. And he came to meet American students who were busy with other things involved in secular pursuits. He made a big effort to understand them and, in fact, to help them on their chosen paths. A man who was completely aware of the world used to read the newspaper every day, used to come into yeshiva to discuss sometimes 
current events with the students, to discuss world events with his Talmidim. But he also encouraged his students to continue their education in whatever field they were doing. He tried to make sure that they could continue learning at the same time and very often would make special efforts to arrange for them to continue learning even as they were studying their secular subjects. His lambdas is unquestioned. A Rosh Hashiva of many, many years, person who was Marbit Torah for many years. One of the comments that I always remember from him is whenever you would speak to him about something, whatever topic you brought up, one year he was learning Bavakama, and I in the afternoon was learning Avodah Zarah. And I used to talk to him about what I was learning in Avodah Zarah. And apparently in the yeshivas they don't learn Avodah Zarah that much. It was not something that's on the curriculum of most yeshivas. So the Rosh Yeshivas were not as familiar with that Masechta as they were with many other Masechtas like Bava Kameh or Gitin or Bava Basra. It's one of the Masechtas that's not learned in Yeshiva. But whenever I spoke to Rav Tziprestein, he used to look at me with a big smile and say, as klingt mir in kop. It seems that something's like ringing in my head. And he always had an answer. He always used to point to something and say, this is what he remembered from who knows when. I remember one time when I asked him a question and he looked at me with that big smile and he said to me, it rings a bell that Rabbeinu Tam said and he told me what Rabbeinu Tam said. Then he quickly took a Gemara, opened it up, pointed to the Tosfus and looked at me with a sad look in his face and said, you see what happens? When you don't review often enough, you begin to forget. I haven't really learned this Masechta since it's not learned in Yeshivas. I haven't learned it Be'iyun. I haven't learned it in depth for many years. And therefore, my memory failed me. I thought Rabbi Nutam said it, and I was wrong. It was the Re that said it. The happiness of knowing the Bikiyas, the lumdus that he had, was there. But nevertheless, that tinge of, of regret that he spent his time learning the Yeshiva Masechtas and would have liked to review other Masechtas and grown in other areas as well. Rav Tzipestin has left a very little of his lumdus in print. There is one Sefer that was printed by his son-in-law, by his Talmidim. It's called Imre Avigdar. And it, there are, in it there are pieces of Shiurim that he gave over the years. Unfortunately, the Drashos that he gave do not seem to be in print at all. He was a darshan, besides being a Rosh Hashiva, of remarkable ability. In an old style, especially when he spoke Yiddish or Hebrew, his style was that of the famous darshanim. And 
in Yeshiva University, he actually used to give a hashkafa shir, a sicha, in the world of Machshava, which was attended by many of the best Talmidim, and only feel regret that we don't have those sichot available to us in print. His legacy is not as much in the shiurim that are printed, but in the living memory of his Talmidim, who talked about him that night in Yerushalayim. One of the things that he instituted is very interesting to see how it continued. At a certain stage in his life, Rav Zipperstein moved from the Bronx, where he was closer to Yeshiva University, to Kew Garden Hills, where he was a member of the shul near his house, the young Israel of Kew Garden Hills. In that shul, he began a Minchas Chinuch Shir. And every week, many of the students who were once Talmidim in Yeshiva and have now become business people, people in the community, used to come to that shir. And that shir lasted for a number of years. Rav Tziprestin then went on Aliyah, and I was not aware that that shir had continued even after Rav Tziprestin came to Eretz Yisrael. But at that evening that we had in Yerushalayim last year, people had said that not only did the shir continue, but the shir continues till this very day. They are still continuing with the Minchasinuch shir that Rav Tziprestin started so many years ago. In a sense, this is the greatest kavod that you can give to a Tamit Chacham. The Gemara Mbavakame quotes and explains the phrase Kavod Gadol Osulabamoso. They gave him a great kavod in his after his death. Melamed Shoshivu Yeshiva Al Kivro. They placed the Yeshiva on his grave. The concept of continuing learning the Torah that this person taught, continuing saying over Chidushim and learning the same topics that he had taught is the greatest kavod. While we bemoan the fact that we do not have more svarim of Rav Tzipristin, the Shiurim and the Talmidim continue his tradition till this very day.